Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot. Where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Welcome home, Brains. There's only one requirement to hang out on the edge, is that you open your big brain and close your small mind. Did you bring your thinking caps? It's time to put them on, because the conversation starts brains how y'all doing <laughs> here's your favorite spot the best podcast on the planet in the universe the place where the conversation is pointed the guests are sharp and the responses are never dull today we are talking to leslie andrews we're going to talk about a women's issue but then i'm going to ask her some things about men too because men go through the pause yes so we're going to talk about hormone health we're going to talk about diet nutrition but also also mindset mastery on how to just get our heads around everything that we do because we are the be all end all for everybody and a lot of times we neglect ourselves and that's not a good thing to do because when your cup is running over you know where does that spillage go so let's welcome her to the show how are you today leslie i'm wonderful thank you for having me well, you look really good and healthy. You're taking good care of yourself, Terry. But I have strange working hours, you know? So I'm really yeah. trying to get that circadian rhythm back. Uh-huh. Uh, I Super am, important. I am postmenopausal, so I'm still adjusting to it. Uh, it's weird, you know? People go through the perimenopause, but they don't talk about the postmenopause. They just think it's just over, and it's not. It's not over. No, it's not. It's never over if you got a uterus <laughs> or one that's been extracted. How about that? Um, so we yeah, want to still go through it then. That. We want to talk about women's hormonal health um, to the best of your ability because we want to share with them uh, options and choices. Like you said, you're not into dieting. You're into small, bite-sized, sustainable, manageable pieces. So that's really good. Is there anything else that you want me to focus on? Um, I, I think you've got it, April. I just really approaching health from a natural standpoint and understanding it's not just about diet and nutrition. Um, there's a whole lot of other components that go into our life that we need to be aware of. You know, women tend to lose themselves and taking care of everybody and everything. So them badass kids and that crazy lazy husband <laughs> all that <laughs> all, all that, that in a bag of chips <laughs> walking the dog i get it i get it okay so that's it we gotta lead by example right absolutely because a lot of times people talk the talk but they do not walk the walk tell us a little bit about your story your journey and your truth because you were formerly a massage therapist huh i've had a massage uh, therapy practice for 19 years Wow. so um and I've talked to a lot of clients through those years that, you know, they would come in to see me and we would work on a specific muscle ache, but it didn't go away when they left. And I was seeing a growing need in the conversations that I was having with my clients, which were predominantly women, that they wanted to get, um, they were looking for some extra help, you know, and trying to figure out all these other components of what was going on in their, in their life. So I was starting to hear a common thread and it was the story that I was all too familiar with. Um, because I was a single mom for many years, had gone through a divorce and um, became a single mom again. 
it, it was it was a lot. So during that time, you know, I started to think, God, is it me or is it is it the divorce? Is it the bad relationship? Is it I wasn't picking up on the fact that it was any part of what was going on with, say, perimenopause. Um, so once I started to separate from that a little bit and really take a look at different things that I was doing, um, April, I got to tell you, I had so many different diets that I tried. I tried different diet pills. I've worked out with trainers like crazy. I've done paleo and keto and all of the different things. And I started reading and journaling and really trying to figure out who I was again. Right. Because, you know, as your kids start to grow up, it's like, who am I? We so get lost in the shuffle of life as moms and wives and business you know, I women. Money. I disconnected real easy. I said, okay, you 18, I'm going to set you up. You're good. You're happy. You're healthy. You're not on drugs. You're gone. <laughs> Not everybody can do that. Good for you. Good for you. I was, I was still trying to do it all. So anyway, I, um, I finally enlisted the help of somebody to help me kind of guide me through this process. And once I could see the shifts that needed to be made and the small incremental changes that we can make and what a big difference they have overall, it made all the difference for me. So I am like you, um, we talked about this kind of post-menopause now, um, but I really have a passion for working with women and helping them regardless of what phase they're in right there's a three phases you've got perimenopause menopause postmenopause uh, regardless of what phase you're in you still need that help you still need that guidance because they're the hormones are always in flux and if one of them's off they're all off so you really need to just be aware and be kind and loving to yourself and so part of the journey isn't um isn't just diet and exercise like a lot of people think you work with a coach i gotta go on a diet I don't believe in diets. I don't call um, it a diet. I call it a livid. It's a lifestyle. It's it's a, it's a lifestyle. You have to be able to live this. It has to be a lifestyle change. When you were an infant, you yes. had straight liquids. When you were introduced to solids, then you were introduced to junk food, then you introduced to nutrition. And now that cycle has to regress. There's a lot of things in our diet. And I just, you know, again, I was telling you earlier, I do a lot of heavy lifting, hand to mouth. Um, but it's it's fun stuff, you know. And yeah. my culture, African American, we want butter, we want cheese, we want sauces, we want cornbread, we want green, all the fixings. But what I've really incorporated is a really look at recipes mm-hmm. and how I can substitute certain things instead of putting pork in it. I can put a broth or you know, certain herbs. I've got an herb garden. There's so many different things that we can do. And let's talk about these phases. Explain to my guests who may be in these stages and don't know what is perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. So to break it down real simple, perimenopause is everything that leads up to that moment when you have 12 consecutive months without a period. That section is your, is menopause. 12 consecutive months without a period is menopause. Anything after that is postmenopause. If you're before that, you're in perimenopause. So as long as you're still having some kind of cycle and you're you're still having that monthly cycle, you are in perimenopause. You haven't gotten quite to menopause yet. And I've known many women who have gotten eight months without a period and all of a sudden it starts again and they're right back to month one. Girl, I got a girlfriend that's 46 and pregnant. <laughs> uh-huh. And yeah, I uh, I told my husband you can't come near herself. me. Yeah, she's beside herself. I told yeah. her well, there's things you can do to prevent that, and you can be creative. You know, right. you, don't, you don't have to necessarily get pregnant. 
But right. let me just throw in a little disclaimer. Uh, Brains, I want you to know that if you are currently under a doctor's care, we want you to continue with the same regimen and treatment. These are suggestions. These are options. Uh, these are tried and true things that we have done that have worked that you can look into. But please continue your current treatment of care with your physician. So now the, the perimenopausal, you know, let's talk to the woman that maybe has had fibroids or endometriosis or um, has had to have a hysterectomy. That throws everything off. And yeah. so your physician may introduce or suggest hormone replacement therapy. That's something that you need to consider. But in the meantime, in between time, there are certain things that you can look at, you can journal, you can extract from your diet that can make it a little easier until you figure out what your long-term course of treatment or action could be. Could you give us some of those suggestions, Leslie? Absolutely. Um, and definitely, I, I appreciate the disclaimer because I make one thing very clear. I'm not a doc. I'm not a dietitian. I Again, I don't do the diet thing, but there are some definite things that I walk my clients through. A big section of what we do is learning to read food labels and getting educated on what's in the food you're putting in your body because our food is loaded. Everything you pick up has got sugar in it. And there's like over a hundred different names for sugar. It's it's crazy. And yeah. so I'm doing that a lot more now and it's just disgusting. It, it is. It, it just kind of pisses me off. But when you see what's in there and if you can't pronounce it, put it back. It's a chemical. It's a chemical that's going to throw everything off in your body. So really what we try to do, and again, not diet, but just getting yourself back to the roots of what God intended us to eat, right? Like um, an Let me just throw in a quick example. Oh, we love sure. gravy. Okay. So we were getting these packets of gravy. I just said, you know what? Let me turn this over for the first time in all these years. Let me turn this over and look at it. I didn't understand a cotton picking thing that was in there. I didn't no. see any, you know, even dried extract of beef or vegetable. It was all of this stuff. So I said, you know what? You've got all these great drippings, reduce the grease, put some flour, put some water, put some cream, and I'll make the best cotton picking gravy in the world. I don't, I go right past it in the store right now. Those are the simple things. I mean, just think yeah. of processed, you know, the, the canned fruit, how much sugar oh, is in that? Yeah. Or noodles, how much salt is in that? And the caffeine. Oh my God, that was my trigger. So I started caffeine was mine up. as well. Yeah. It would make my breast so tender. I thought I was I had breast cancer. I was mm -hmm. like, what in the world is this? And it was also uh, the lemonade. When you go to a restaurant and you get the lemonade dispenser, that I don't know what that stuff is, that syrup or you whatever. You probably don't want to know. But it would take me from a flicker to a flame. And is that hose even clean? I was like, nope. So now what I do is I get some water, some lemon. And Make your try own. To do, yeah, and try to do it without. So I'm even sorry. If we get I didn't the... mean to cut you off, but I, I, I definitely oh, want to interject in, in that point because the food is, wow, that's doing it. You are what you yeah. It, it, truly, it will even get, you know, if we're going to get a rotisserie chicken or something, we'll take the, you can make your own broth pretty easy by just, you know, taking the carcass and adding some whatever vegetables you've got in the fridge, you know, your celery or onions and carrots, whatever you've got and 
put it in a pot and let it simmer on the stove and you've got yourself some broth that you can have to make your as a base for your soups for your rice for whatever you're you're cooking up um quinoa and grains whatever whatever you want to use broth for but it definitely knocks down the sodium content and and again you know what you've got you know what you put in it so the suggestions you made are fantastic i always tell people too things that are packaged to look like um healthy you got to watch the marketing you got to watch the way that they package things all right, let's because go you know. real quick. I so, say that it is a sales pitch, gluten-free, fat-free, sugar-free, you know. What is the preservative that's keeping the sustainability? And also the topicals that we put on our skin, the lotions, the shampoos, the hair color, all these things all still go right into the skin, which is the biggest organ of the body that will jack you up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you got to look at your yogurts. You got to look at your, your, oh geez, um, the water, some of the vitamin waters that you get, start looking at the sugar content on things mm. and start doing the math. And because on average, we should have no more than six teaspoons of sugar in a day. I think it's nine for men. I'd have to go back and look at that, but I think it's six and nine. And if you start doing the the math on the grams of sugar and converting them, you're getting way more than that and probably a vitamin water. And we're not even talking about, okay, you, you get one of these fancy gourmet coffees. They no, put, because that's they off put the four or five pumps, and then you have the nerve to put a couple spoons of sugar in there. Or and then what you're giving your kids. This is affecting yeah. your brain. So, you know, forget the even what we're going through. Can you imagine what they're ingesting and i did a sugar detox leslie oh my god i thought First three I was days like, are the worst i thought i was getting off of alcohol or cigarettes uh-huh it was really really intense i had the headache from hell uh -huh. and i was cranky and irritable sugar is dangerous in china they call it the sweet poison it is I mean, then you've got um, cortisol is your stress hormone, right? Because a lot of us, we aren't in that, um, in a point where we were trying in our survival mode to run from a tiger or something like that, your cortisol would naturally jump up in order to, as that mechanism to help you cope with that stress and give you the adrenaline that you needed to run. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, now we don't work in a constant state of stress. So we're in that constant fight or flight. Cortisol remains up, your insulin level goes up, and now you've got all the sugar that we're adding into our diets, and it's all contributing to that menopausal middle that we're, you start noticing everything gathering around the middle there, and you can't shake it. Um, sugar is a, is a huge culprit, and as well as stress and a few other things, but I sugar is a big deal, along with caffeine. Exactly. And so when I'm working with my clients, again, we try to gradually make these shifts so that you're not... You're not going through those withdrawals so severely right. and you just become very aware. And you have to be gentle doing. with your palate. You're not yeah. going to like everything, but just think mm -hmm. about it. You have to be able to appreciate bitter, sweet, sour. All of these things are gifts that you are yes. able to differentiate. So, you know what, just a little lemon and water. You have that for three or four days. You won't miss the sugar uh, and the inflammation. Well, the inflammation is huge. I was early on in my massage career and um, all of a sudden I started noticing like working with my hands and my, my elbows, my arms. I was, I'd come home at the end of the day. I'm like, God, I am really sore, but I was big on processed foods at the time, like snack crackers and things like that. 
M&Ms, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but I too much sugar, too much of the processed stuff and the inflammation in my body was off the charts. So once I started backing some of that out and brains, I would say, if, listen to your bodies and, and look for those cues and understand that what your body's saying to you, which April, you were spot on when you realized the connection with the lemonade that you were having and the impact that it was having on your body. I could not believe it, but see what I yeah. started doing is I started when I was going through the menopause and we gonna get to that next brains. <laughs> but when I was going through the menopause, um, it was odd. I was like, why do I have a trigger? And when you have a hot flash, there's no pumping the brakes on that. It's got to go from the top of your head all the way through your feet. And then you get these intense sweats. Everybody's a little bit different. Um, but I tell you, it is, and it's so embarrassing. Uh, my brother is had prostate uh, trouble and he's on hormone replacement. And we were at a restaurant and he had his hat and he was fanning and he was sweating. I saw him do two or three times. I said, are you okay, brother? And he goes, no, he says, I'm taking hormone replacement therapy. He says, and uh, I'm having hot flashes. It was the first time I had ever seen a man go through that. It is, it, it's horrible. So I started charting my food and I said, okay, mm -hmm. I'm taking this. How long is it before I have a reaction? And what is the reaction? And it was very simple. And then I said, oh, okay, well, this doesn't work. Well, if there's caffeine in this, you know, this beverage, then there's caffeine in this beverage. Well, then, you know, let's stop doing it. And I did it for about a week or two weeks and it really subsided. It really, really did. Exercise helped. Um, mm -hmm. But what are some of the other suggestions that you have for a person that's just going through the change? Be kind to yourself. Be gracious and, and kind to yourself and give yourself that grace. I would say one of the biggest things is make yourself, make sure that you're making self-care a priority as well as what we've already talked about, paying attention to what you're putting in your body from, you know, from a topical lotions and skincare, the cleaners in your home, like try to slowly start replacing things with some, some green cleaners. But truly, if you're getting down to just yourself and your symptoms, listen to your body, pay attention to what your body's telling you journal your food like you were talking about and make sure that you're, you're kind of figuring out where those triggers are coming from. And then try slowly making some shifts, whether it's caffeine or sugar. What I definitely would not do is where we tend to shoot ourselves in the foot is we take on everything at once. Right. Processed right. food's no good. Sugar's no good. Caffeine's no good. I got to work out. And we put too much on our plate at one time. And then you don't, then you fail, right? Then and you're you beating yourself up because you, get, you didn't. You can't really identify what it is is your trigger when you just do everything at once, or you don't know. You can extract everything and then gradually add things back in. But, but we tend to beat ourselves that? up, you know. We we tend to beat ourselves up, and then you just want to quit, and then you don't want to do anything, and you just assume that all these god awful symptoms that we deal with are just a part of the process. And I just have to deal with it. It's just part of, of what we go through. And, it, and this is what, what it is. And that's a myth. That is not true. There are definitely things that you can do, but get somebody to work with that can take you down that path slowly but surely and helping you keep yourself accountable to your goals and what you're trying to accomplish. And they're not my goals when I work with people. It's their goal. Absolutely. So if, if there's a 
line drawn in the sand that they definitely don't want to give up caffeine, that's fine. We don't have to give up caffeine right now. What what can we work with? Let's start there. Let's yeah, go through the path of least resistance. Do, come with a can-do attitude. Right. What, what are you willing to, you know, what is the risk versus the reward? Exactly. I'm telling you not to have a hot flash or to at least anticipate it. You know, you somewhere looking real cute and they say, well, would you like some tea? <laughs> Tea has caffeine in it too. Uh, right. And there you are, <laughs> a melting mess. So let's talk about um, some replacements, some things that people can do, uh, you know, that can help them outside of, because like you said, you're not into the diets and you're not into mainstream, uh, you know, medicines. But from your perspective and from the work that you've done, what are some things that we can incorporate in our diets, in our daily lives, outside of being kind to ourselves and working out that could maybe help us get these hormones under control? Um, stress is a big thing. So, I, and I know we've talked about this a bit, but if taking that pause, taking that beat in your day to just take a deep breath and step away from something that might be triggering you, maybe another person, maybe a situation, something like that. Stress is a big deal. So I don't want to discount self-care because the more we take time to take a bath, to take um, five minutes to meditate. And some people say, I can't meditate. I, I, you know, I can't focus on it. Again, don't beat yourself up. Give yourself a minute and build on that minute and see how far you can go with it. But it gives us a minute to get off the treadmill and just to, of life, right? And just bring our brains back down and give you that that moment to center and proceed um but taking just a step away to take some deep breathing is truly beneficial at just kind of bringing that stress hormone down cortisol is probably the biggest um um what am i trying to say culprit in our hormones because your cortisol and your insulin goes up your estrogen goes down you want that estrogen up so you definitely want to make sure you're doing that just try to stay away from your processed foods as much as possible and read those labels and educate yourself. Um, sugars are, are in everything and are not good for you. So there's a whole host of, I, I do talks on just sugar itself. So there's a lot to be said for sugar and making sure that you're aware of where it's coming from and trying to make those adjustments at home as much as you can cook your own meals um, and make those replacements that you had spoken about earlier, because those are some some wonderful things to do just being aware of what you're putting in your body and and, and handling your meditation diet. You it know, can be a lot of people is, love it, it. Is, it is it is self-awareness but also your sexual appetite mm -hmm. well, and when that estrogen dips so does your libido so well it that or vaginal drying uh mm -hmm. you know sensitivity to your breasts all these things can you know and when you have a hot flash, you don't want your spouse to come anywhere near you. You don't want the cover no. to touch you. You want the fan on. You want the window open. But those are things that be conscious of and be kind to your partner in those situations because they're going through something too. They don't understand what's happening to you inside your body. So, you know, have a loving relationship. Allow them into that space. Explain to them what's going on how you're feeling, how they might be able to help you. Maybe you can incorporate lifestyle changes for the both of you, because again, intimacy is something that is really impacted in hormone health. 
I see that, you know, mm -hmm. mentally, physically, spiritually, the whole thing. And then that's the last thing you want is to, you know, have that impact a relationship that you've had for a long time. So now let's talk about some fun stuff, Leslie. Um, if you were an appliance in the kitchen, what appliance would you be? Oh boy. <laughs> well, that's a fun question. Let's see. Could be a stove. Because you're hot. But <laughs> <laughs> could meet with the flashes, you know. Sometimes it's at a simmer, sometimes it's boiling. Exactly. Uh, I think I'd be the refrigerator. Okay. Because I want to chill. There you go. How about that? If you had three magical wishes, what would they be? Magical wishes. Anything. Oh, I think I'd just uh, take off and go travel. Go travel with my family. These are good questions, girl. You have me thinking. Um, I want to write. I'd get that book out and I would, I want to, I still want, my passion is just getting in front of as many women as I can and helping them to make some better advancement in their life. Cause I'm really, it's about what we're supposed to give back. I think when we're here. Exactly. Exactly. Paying it forward. What would you tell a woman that is um, kind of in denial? You know, she, she doesn't really know what's going on because when, it hit me. I was like, what? Why am I feeling so weird? I got the brain fog, you know, I, I'm not sleeping well at night. And, you know, I'm, the period part hadn't kicked in yet, but I was having severe right. cramping. Like, I could tell that there was something different. What would you tell a, a woman that might be enter, uh, entering the perimenopausal state, but un unaware? What are some of the signs or symptoms that you would tell her to look for? Um, differences, the periods become irregular and, um, you, you notice things just start to grind to a halt, right? When we start doing this process, but at the beginning, they just get, I was regular as clockwork and all of a sudden it was, you know, it, it wasn't quite as prompt as it had been, or there was a difference maybe in the flow or something like that. So you notice some differences in what you, from what you typically experienced. So that's pretty much a normal part of it. Um, definitely you, you might find yourself becoming more forgetful or irritable. Uh, Irritability like, is a big one. It, it's really, it's like, where are my glasses? They're on top of your head. Where's my phone? Yeah. Right there? Where's my keys? Like, I came in this room. Why, 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 did, why did I come here? How did I get here? Yeah, yeah. exactly. I get you. I get you. Yeah. So brain fog is a big one too. Exactly. What would you tell a 25 year old Leslie Andrews? You know, it's never too early to start paying attention to your health and your diet because things start. To, and I told my daughter this. I'm like, those that bag of Oreos you keep dig digging into. I'm like, it's going to catch up with you real quick. Wait. You know? Yeah. Um, it just because it says it's healthy and gluten free or gluten free doesn't mean it's good for you. But the more you kind of get your diet and your lifestyle organized now and learn to take care of yourself and make yourself a priority, the easier this whole process is going to be as you continue to age. And the more you take care of your body, the better, and the brighter your skin will be, less wrinkles, 
you know, it really, it really starts at a young age. What I love about working with my moms is that the changes they're making are having a huge impact on their family because it not always, but it, a lot of times it starts with mom. Mom does the cooking. Mom takes she, care of the kids. She's nice now. <laughs> you can approach her and she won't have her claws and her fangs out. You know, it is, it's, it's difficult. Um, what are some of the fun activities that you do outside of working with your clients and dealing with the kids and walking the dog? But what are the things that you do to decompress, to show yourself love and grace? I get a massage, practice what I preach there. I know, I know. That's like time it. to disconnect. It's huge. But we love to camp and be outdoors and go hiking and get on the boat, maybe to take the kayaks out. Um, spending time with friends and family, though, is is a big, it's just a nice way to, to come down and, and show some love and, you know, be surrounded by people that care. And I've got a grandchild on the way. So we're all about that right now. You're lucky. I'm a grand muppy. We got to. <laughs> yeah, that's that's as close as I was getting. Um, I was going to. Oh, what type of massage do you like? Now, there are so many kinds. I got a feather massage and I paid big money for that. But the energy that was transferred was euphoric and mm -hmm. just lightly glazing over the top of my skin with a feather. It was unbelievable. There's these deep, intense Thai massages, there's Swedish massages, there's stone massages. For a person that is new to massage, mm -hmm. how would you suggest that they enter into that? Because again, some people don't like to be touched. Some people mm -hmm. may have been violated. Uh, some people um, are afraid of being naked in front of a stranger. That's not me, but... <laughs> I love it. But how do you introduce people to uh, massage? Um, when I had somebody come in that had never had a massage before, I was always very careful to talk about all the different things. I would have people come in that would lay on the table fully dressed until they got comfortable with it. I would have people that would just say, work my upper body only. Um, but to answer your question, probably a Swedish relaxation massage just to, just to experience some relaxation. And from there, if you've got a troubled spot, maybe incorporate some therapeutic where they're actually getting in and doing some work to get some of those knots smoothed out for you. Um, another really awesome therapy that not a lot of people are aware of or do is something called craniosacral therapy. And yeah, and I've practiced that. That's um, you have a, a cerebral spinal fluid that runs from the cranium to the sacrum and there's a definite rhythm to it and we can palpate when that's rhythms off but you can lay on the table fully dressed and the therapist will place their hands on various maybe on your legs or on your one on your shoulder one on your hip and just kind of work with the body and and tune into what the body needs and the, then the body can do its own unwinding and adjust itself we basically facilitate that process but it puts you in this state of feeling like you're in a twilight. So you're not sleeping, but you're not completely in the room either. Mm -hmm. So it's just a real, and then your body continues to work even after you're gone. So you're in a trance kind of state. Yeah. People with migraines, TMJ, that's really beneficial for them. Wow. What do you think about Reiki? You know, Reiki is a different type of energy massage. I don't know if you've yes, used that, but I tell you, the first time uh, someone introduced me to that, I was like, oh, this is hokey pokey. 
what are you talking about? I'm going to lay on this table and you're going to run your hands across me. We're going to channel energy. I was exhausted. Yeah. It was an exchange of energy like that feather, like I had never felt before. Yes. But you I love it. On a, but you take on a lot of people's illness. How do you ground yourself? Because again, you're channeling energy, whether it's hands-on, Reiki, all these different modalities, there's a transfer of energy there. What do you do to ground yourself? Uh, it's just uh, quieting my mind again and, and going and being very intentional and almost visualizing this bubble around me, mm. this bubble of protection. And that's something that everybody can do. Visualize that bubble around you so that anything um, negative or you're not, it's not that, um, that transference. You don't get that transference. Because when I haven't done that, I've been in session and all of a sudden I'm feeling really anxious. And I thought I was fine until you came in here. And I was like, oh, yeah. so I'll ask, the, I'll ask my client, are you anxious today? And they're like, how did you know that? Energy. So it, it, it's a, it's a definite, definite, um, there's definitely something to it. So I put that productive bubble around me and I do advise even my clients now, be careful who you surround yourself with because mm. you've got energy vampires and you've got enough on your plate. You don't need to deal with energy vampires on top of everything else. And in closing, you have three pillars, certain objectives that you work with and you incorporate in the work that you do with your clients. Uh, we're talking about clarity and you know having a clear path and also health naturally. Can you give us a little bit more insight? Absolutely. Um, it's very important that we as women have a, anybody has an idea of exactly where they want to go. Um, they need to have some clarity on what their goal is, why it's important to them. Because if you're not solid in why you want to get somewhere, if it's not, if it doesn't mean, if it's not meaningful and you don't really want it, you're not going to be motivated to do the work to get it. So it's got to be a strong, compelling why for you. And once you get really clear about the goal that you want, then we're going to get really clear on that path of how to get you there. So we've got some clarity around your goals and we can start taking those steps step-by-step step to get you down that path to ultimately what you want in the time frame that you're looking to get it. And the way that we do that is, again, to implement some of the natural health strategies that we've discussed. And they can be around whole foods and watching the processed foods and sugars. They can be a lot around lifestyle and making sure that you're surrounding yourself with the right people and that you're showing yourself some um, grace and giving yourself that downtime and that self-care that you need to fill your cup. Because you can't take care of everybody if you're not taking care of yourself. It starts with us. So you really have to make yourself a priority. And I really, that's probably the strongest thing I, I work with my clients on is helping to see that there is time to make themselves a priority. And we've had some fantastic results of the last client I worked with, her husband lost 31 pounds, her wow. kids' the behavior started to change. You know, everybody was kind of doing their part. And I said, you don't have to do it all yourself. You know, there's, they're young, but they, it, this is a learning ground for them. They're adults in training, you know, so it, that we lead by example. Yeah. And you and learn to delegate. Yeah. Offset. You don't have to be everything to everybody. We set that expectation for ourselves. And I we think do. that's another thing is establishing boundaries, having clear expectations, sharing those uh, expectations with others, communicating your needs. There's nothing wrong with that. Journaling, quieting that monkey mind, 
if it's, you know, nothing but again, yoga, I love it. It's a preparation for meditation. You're stretching your body, you're opening your, your mind, you're connecting with the breath. I tell people all the time, you already know this, the breath was the very first gift we got and it'll be the very last gift when we leave. So everything in between was gravy. <laughs> and we're not right. talking about the one in the package. We're talking about the one. No, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much, Leslie. You are a true gift. And um, it's a lot of work. Everybody, again, is different. But if you take a practical approach, don't overthink it. Okay, your body's already on overload. Be kind to yourself. Work with your physician. Document your food. Uh, work with a trained professional like Leslie, go and get a good massage, you know, and I think that um, you'll find that life is, well, can be kind to you and you can get through the menopause. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Brains. I need you to go like, love, share, and subscribe. But before we do that, we want to find out how to get in contact with Leslie. Can you tell us how to get in contact with you, work with you, um, follow you on social media? I have um, a scheduling link. I offer. I would love to offer your brains an opportunity for a consult if they're interested, um, just to get an idea of where they're at. Give them a little mini plan to get them started and on, off on their path. And uh, if it makes more sense and they want more information, fantastic. But I would love to do that for them. And if they would like to um, go to the website, it's turningpointwomenshealth.com. TurningPointWomen'sHealth.com. I'm going to put all of her contact information in the show notes in the back. If this is not you, if this is someone that you know, or even a gentleman, like I said, my brother's going through it. Um, contact, you know, I don't know if this is Leslie's field of expertise, but I'm sure with her skill and her knowledge that she can direct anybody Absolutely. to additional resources. Again, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Bye, brains. <laughs>